Hey everybody, it's Jukebox, and you're listening to the Maritime Milsim Podcast, brought to you by Tier 1 Scenarios, Jester's Tactical Sports Center, Rap4 Canada, and Unanistan 3D Print and Cut. And welcome to episode 37 of the Maritime Milsim Podcast. I'm your host, Hooligan. I have uh, Jester from Jester's Tactical Sports Center. Good evening, afternoon, uh, or good day. Yes, exactly. And we have uh, Danny Selves. Uh, formerly known as Forge. No, it's still Forge. That's my call sign. But yeah, you know, you see me on Facebook that way. It's Danny Selves now. Since I've been Facebooked. Yeah. I don't know what we're going to call that. Facebook bombed? No, I don't know. I don't know, but it seems to be a rising thing. Everybody's having it happen to him lately. Oh, there's some. There's probably just like one kid somewhere who's just like giggling his butt off as he's reporting all of us. Mm-hmm. Like, ha, 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 click, click, click. It's probably nightmare. Probably, <laughs> you know. You know what? He has been jealous because he couldn't set up an account with a different name like that. He yep. was really butthurt because I got I got hooligan, and, and Facebook wouldn't let have him nightmare. Or let I'm him trying have. to figure out how do you get it with just one name? Because I tried that and it didn't work. What do you mean, just one name? Because you just have hooligan. There's no. no last name there. Well, it's hooligan PB. The last name is PB. Yeah, that's what I had on mine was Forge PB, and they came back and said, "Oh hell no." Oh, I don't know. We need to see. We need to see some credentials: driver's license, credit card, something with your name on it. Oh, I guess somewhere in the world, hooligan is a real name. Hmm. I don't know. I'm gonna roll with it for as long as I can, though. There you go, buddy. Yep, it's gonna be good times. Um. So yeah, we don't have a nightmare, and we don't have guardian. They both have, uh, well, apparently they have more important things to do. I don't think it's more important, but, you know, I'm a little biased. So, uh, we have Danny instead, which, you know, is probably an upside. Yay. 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 The short guy's on the show. Woohoo! Yeah. We got you an extra tall soapbox. Extra tall. No, just <laughs> another, another rung on the ladder. Thanks. I appreciate that. <laughs> Uh, so we figured today we talked about uh, the, uh, the the sorry I'm losing my train of thought again. We got to stop recording these so late at night. Yeah, these thirty is ridiculously late. <laughs> it is. It's past my bedtime. Damn it. Uh, uh, the growing trend of uh, paintball uh, marker manufacturers are uh, seem to be creating more. Special edition or specialized uh, edition uh, markers, rather than just putting out aftermarket parts. So, for instance, like uh, Milsig putting out the uh, SMG. You know, could that have just been a quick upgrade kit that could have been sold or you know pieced out? I don't know. Maybe. Could probably put just put an insert in a magwell and could have ran. Right. You have one. You tell me. Who has one? Jester's supposed to. Yeah. Supposed to have. Oh, I'm sorry. You're in my left ear, not my right ear. There. When you're talking. Funny. Funny. (laughs) Come on. I did that. Yeah. See, with me, I like um, the metal magwell with the the simple button instead of the latch at the bottom. It makes the administrative reload simpler for me. I would like to see more options available afterwards because 
if you design a marker a certain way, well, that may be designed around a specific type of shooting or uh, the person's opinion on how they think every shooter should go. And everybody shoots differently. And Forge will agree with me on this, is that you can you have the fundamentals of shooting, but everybody has a different body type, so you have to adapt to the shooting positions based on their body type and their limitations of what they can move and maneuver. So for me, I like being able to change things on uh, on my ma- or my marker after the market. If it comes a certain way, I'm also tending to buy it if it's designed within that parameter. And this goes back to our, our earlier show too, mods and, and upgrades. So <clears throat> I would like to see a lot more available aftermarket to just fine tune something for the way I like to shoot. Okay. Ta-da. <laughs> what about you, Danny? Um, I like the I like the ability to mod, um, and I like upgrades. Um, I don't I don't know. It's kind of like this. I kind of think of it this way: when a new when a new marker comes out, um, it's kind of like a new car that comes out. The first one you get is generally going to be problematic. They haven't worked out all the bugs yet. And to me, the manufacturers come out with stuff so fast that they don't even get a chance to correct the problems of the markers that they've already come out with before they've already come out with a brand new, with a brand new marker. So it's kind of like they skip, I don't know how to explain it. It's kind of like they skip a part. You know what I mean? They'll come out with a gun. It works. It works half ass. You know, instead of fixing that and making it a badass marker, they just scrap the whole thing and they start with a whole brand new thing. Guess what? That one's going to have the same goddamn problems as the one that you had before. Because they don't do that, you know, they don't do that R&D. They don't do the, the you know, the, the testing, longevity testing of the, of the markers for, you know, to see what's going to happen with these things out on the field. You know what I mean? So I'd rather them just stick with one marker and continually upgrade that thing and make it right. And then, then you have a solid platform that you can actually say, here, this is a good platform. This will work for your shooting style and your body type and your way of handling the marker and then go from there. And then after they've done that, then produce something new. You know, so finish the job, basically. That's kind of where I stand on that. Build a better marker. Yeah, and then build a better marker. Upgrades. Yeah. I mean, because like on the like on uh, on Hooligan's mark. I mean, on I'm sorry, on Jester's marker, he's got you know he's complaining about it. he doesn't like the uh, the switch to release the mag on the bottom of the mag. He'd rather have the push button mag. I've trained both. You know, AK-47s, real steel, they have that latch that he's yeah, talking do. about. They do. So, you know, I'm familiar with that. I'm comfortable with it. You know, I have a gun that has the same latch on the bottom for, you know, for mag release. So I've trained myself, you know, to learn how to use that. So I could go either way with it. I don't really care. But, you know, it's, but it is a preference thing. Uh, some guys can't manipulate that well, and they'd rather have a push button. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But at least you give the player, the consumer, an option to what he wants, you know, instead of just forcing this whole thing down his throat and there's nothing you can do with it. You know what I mean? Yes. So upgrades, 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 options. And and, and to clarify, like to to jump on what he's saying there, because with me, I have used the AKs as well, like the real steel and everything, and they have that latch down there. Um, But I do. I have severe nerve damage in the left arm. So for me to manipulate that and hold a mag at the same time, I don't have the control of my arm. So when we talk about um, preferences as well, I actually have a disability that uh, hinders the way I change my mags. 
So, you know, I'm also lazy and don't really want to learn a different way. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not forget about that. But I do actually have a legit uh, injury. So with by having those aftermarket mods and, and whatnot and, and having the perfected platforms, you give more people an opportunity, more players rather, a chance to use this equipment. Like uh, at our field, we're, we're constantly researching ways to think, uh, mod things for people for their wheelchairs and stuff like that. Like I've been spending the last three weeks looking at a, a couple ways to get markers attached because we don't have the support of Team Defiance up here in Canada that they have in the States, which is a phenomenal program. So with these aftermarket mods, it helps more players get into the sport. Yep. Definitely. And that's, I think that's where it's at too. And then not only that, here, from the business side of things, um, if you have, I mean, you got guys like Nova Games, right? He makes all these, you know, really cool ass adapters and, you know, add-ons that he makes on his 3D printer and stuff. There's a market for it. If there wasn't, he wouldn't be making money. He wouldn't be doing this. So obviously, I think in my mind, you know, if, 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 if he's willing to do that and there's others like him that are doing the same thing, you know, different stuff, but you know, the same concept, they're, they're building their own ideas and, you know, their own modifications to put out there on the market. There's obviously, you know, people want that, you know, so the manufacturers from the business side of things need to stop and slow down for a minute and see what the public is actually buying and where they're sourcing their stuff from and see what they're sourcing and say, you know what, that's what we need to do. You know, and and start doing that. And I think if they did that, you know, it would it would I think it would help everybody as a whole grow, and there would be more stuff out there to choose from, and give us even more, you know, give us consumers more uh, ability to get certain things. Because like, there's some stuff I can't get because it's it's made somewhere that we can't get stuff from. Or same thing with you guys. You guys order stuff from us down here in in the U.S. It's more expensive because of the currency exchange right now. You know what I mean? So there's there's a whole bunch of problems there. So if like RAV4 Canada had the option to make something that was a mod, you know, and they could sell it at y'all's price point and all that kind of stuff, it's easier and cheaper for you guys to get it that way than it is to, you know, go to a, you know, go to a, a manufacturer down here in the U.S. and buy it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or wherever else for that matter. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. So on the topic of upgrades, uh, preferring upgrades to uh, you know, specialized markers. Um, Aftermarket, yeah. Right off the top of my head, I'm thinking uh, MaxTac. So the, the the people who make the Scarab Arms uh, TGR2 magazine, uh, markers, <clears throat> excuse me, um, have actually kind of begun doing it. Because uh, I know we, we talked to the Milsig making that SMG because there was no SMG in the market. Um, but MaxTac has announced... Uh, a new bolt for their marker. They released a third generation ASA uh, for the back of the marker for the tank and stock. And they're actually looking at releasing a barrel kit for their marker. Okay. So the third generation ASA is pretty much because the second gen ASA was, feels like an afterthought. It's big, it's bulky, it leaks. Um, it's just a lot more metal than it really needs to be. So the third gen is definitely milled down to the absolute minimum. But what else would you guys want in an upgrade? So MaxTech has released, is releasing a new bolt, a new ASA, and a barrel kit. RAP4 offers a whole upper uh, section of, of their 468. I, 
So what else? What would you guys want? For me, I'm, I look at the uppers. When I look at the uppers, I look at the shroud um, and barrels. The magwells, obviously, I, I, I prefer the push button uh, as opposed to a latch. But I like the shrouds because depending on what uh, scenarios we're running, I might have a shorter shroud or a longer shroud to go with the longer, shorter barrels. Um because the shroud's not just there to hang off Gucci kits or, or Gucci looking kit, it's also to protect the barrel. So when I'm, you know, coming around a corner or whatever in a building, I want a shorter shroud, shorter barrel. And if I got a longer barrel for longer shots in the sharpshooter roll, then I want a longer shroud onto it so I can steady it um, on more positions. So that's what I would be looking at. Okay. What about you, Danny? Um. That's a tough one, man. I think, uh, I think the, the, the biggest thing about shooting, right? And I don't care what platform it is, whether it's, you know, real steel, paintball, you know, shooting, you know, archery, whatever it is, it's all about being consistent, all about being comfortable. And what I think, um, at least for me as a player and a shooter, if I'm not comfortable with, you know, and I can't fit that marker or that gun or my bow or whatever I'm shooting in my hands comfortably, and make, I mean, I have small hands. I'm a small guy, you know, so it's hard for me to shoot stuff that's, that's, you know, got some girth to it. A lot of people are like, dude, do you shoot 45? No, I don't because the gun itself is just freaking big. I can't wrap my hand around it very well. So I shoot a smaller caliber weapon. Same thing with paintball, you know, like the, the grips, they suck on most, you know, stock markers. You have to find ways to, you know, to give people a better choice of grips so they're comfortable. Same thing with stocks. Stocks that are adjustable, yeah, they all pull back and forth. That's great for shoulder width and for cheek well and stuff. But you can't, you know, I mean, to make it actually curve to your shoulder and, you know, give you that proper distance and the adjustability in these in these parts that you need to be a, comp- a comfortable and confident shooter, the paintball doesn't have that. So I'd like them to see, I, I'd like the companies to, you know, to make stuff that's a little bit more adjustable for, you know, for guys that are small. And also guys that are very big, you know, you got them six, four, six, five guys, their arms are freaking, you know, like gorilla arms that are freaking longer than shit. And, you know, trying to wrap up around an M4, it just doesn't work because there's no adjustability. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So give them a stock that'll reach, you know, give them a pistol grip that feels good. It feels comfortable. It's solid, you know, um, ambidextrous, you know, so, so everybody can use it and it's comfortable for everybody. That's where I would go. Cool. Yeah, the stocks are definitely one of the things that seems to be an absolute afterthought in the MagFit world. Like, you know, the the companies release the the M4 stock, and they release, uh, you know, maybe something like uh, a TCA butt stock, and it looks cool, you know, or the Magpul, uh, something like the Magpul PTS. Uh, it looks really cool. It looks really tactical, but it's not really it's not that adjustable. It goes back yeah. and forth, like you said. <laughs> Well, in the real still world, you can buy a stock that is just shy of molding to your face, mm-hmm. you know? So yep, I, I definitely agree there. It. There should be... When we I trained mean, with the uh, SISM team, we had rifles. The Army bought us brand new rifles. They're $5,000 a piece. And then we were given an extra six $700 budget to get the little butt cheeks and... Uh, the cheek plates and the little screws to make that thing so it did just mold into your body. Um, and 
what I'm hearing from you guys and, and seeing in the market as well is that these companies have looked at the generic M4. Okay, that's what it's supposed to look like. Yeah. And then just spit it out. They're not exactly. looking at how do shooters actually shoot? How do players actually play? And when you're talking about uh, molding it to the big guys and the, the little guys and you know all these players, we're trying to bring this sport to the ages of 12 to 1,000, right? Like It's supposed to be for anybody. And if we're taking a generic M4 standard pattern that's designed for... Dude, I'm the size of a 12-year-old, so you're not... You know, you have to, <laughs> yeah, you have to I was put trying to be polite here. Yeah, I was trying to beat around the bush on that one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the the perspective is is like yeah, like the three of us, we're all three different sizes, and we're taking a cookie cutter pattern paintball marker. If we all take, uh, okay, we'll say the new four six eight, all three of us are going to mod that thing or upgrade pieces to it, and we're all going to start with the butt. And we're then going to end up with changing our hand grip on the shroud or on the magwell because all three of us are different. But we're going to take the same thing that's cookie cutter and then we're going to have to change it. We cannot take the same one and shoot it comfortably. Sure, it's a nice marker. It feels nice. But if we're going to seriously play with that marker, each one of us is going to change it because, like you said, Danny, everybody's got their own intricacies of shooting because shooting is shooting and we shoot better when we're comfortable. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, we all have a, we all have fundamentals that we learn and stuff. And then once you've learned and ingrained and, and have those muscle memory, you know, of what you're supposed to do and how you're supposed to do it, it's now adapting whatever your, whatever platform you, you, you put yourself, you know, you put in your hands, um, you know, to make it match those fundamentals that you've already learned and, and have those muscle memories. That's basically what we're trying to do, you know, and, yeah, and, exactly. and the companies, and you, I, I don't think they do that. No, and with you, uh, I have a Mr. 5, you have a Mr. 5, sorry, that's an MR5 Spider, for those that don't know. Uh, I refer to it as Mr. 5. Um, it just sounds cooler. It sounds like, you know, yeah. SAS or something. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> we, we, both, we both run uh, uh, Mr. 5s, or MR5s, and they're comfortable. It's a smaller one. For you, it, it probably fits nice and feels like a, a good size, aggressive marker. For me, it feels like a nice, simple CQC kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I run T68s, which for you would be like a long rifle that you're going to be a sharpshooter at because it, it's so massive in your hands, right? Right, right. Well, the companies have to realize that just because Dude, those guns are so the, big. Those guns are so big, I could use them for crutches, bro. <laughs> exactly, right? <coughs> Market. Um, like when people come to me and say, okay, Jester, I want something cool for my kid. Well, okay, this is where I'm going to guide you because it's a beginner, it's the right size, it's the right shape, and this is for, you know, you, Dad, because you're the big guy, or you, Mom, because it fits your thing. You know, we don't look at the price point, we look at what actually works for the shooter, and we do the testing of it, and let them go test it out and, and show to them, yes, this one is too big, this one is too small, this porridge is just right, this bed is just comfortable, you know, the Goldilocks phase to it. And that's what we want. We want these people to be happy with it. But the companies are trying to push their marker as the best overall. And I think they're missing the point that there's a bigger market to it, that if you come up with adaptations where you can make your butts smaller or you can make your shrouds more adjustable or your even your grips, like you were saying, Danny, that they're going to actually have a better product in the long run. Yeah. Like the TRG sounds like they're trying to do. What do you think, Hooligan? 
Well, yeah, it is, so, your, it is your show, and you're not saying a lot, so. Yeah, that's, why, that's why I bring people on, so I don't have to. Oh, <laughs> right. So it's the easiest gig in the world. Um, I don't know. Stumped. I, <laughs> I was just I'm dazed and confused because of all the the ridiculous like military jargon you just sort of rambled off there. Um, no, really, see I, it, sir, you owe me for one jelly donut. <laughs> <laughs> One dummy, dummy. Two dummy, dummy. <laughs> no, I don't know. Uh, for me, with my with my TGR2, I wanted to do CQB, but that required buying this ridiculous kit uh, that I don't feel is good. So I'm not paying for it. Okay. Um, my 468, like you guys said, the M4 cookie cutter, right? It's a neat marker, but... It's an M4. That's all it is. Yep. I can buy a, I can buy a shroud for it. It's a shroud based off the M4. I can buy a stock for it. It's a stock based off the M4. It's nothing to really call mine. And I want really out there. I want crazy. I want really cool looking stuff like that. I want, I want, how do I put this? Politically correct. <laughs> Magfit Paintball is really awesome, and it's inspired by the idea of bringing that tactical military uh, operation to a level where it's safe to do it, and it's you know it's it's basically cool, right? You play Call of Duty, you play Battlefield, you watch the the really cool war movies or whatever, and you think I want to do that, but I also like the blood inside of me. Yeah. So you you start playing Magfit, and you're having a blast with it, but Military does not take into account having a mask on your face or the fact that paintballs can't hold the resistance of a spring like a, you know, like a bullet can. I want to see upgrades coming out for paintball. Yes, tactical is cool, tactical and all that jazz, but I want to see more, I want to see more stuff catered to the paintballer. I want to see a stock that fits when I'm wearing a mask. I don't want to have to put a four-inch riser on the top of my marker. Yeah, yeah. You know, no <laughs> I want upgrades. I'm, I'm like you. I said I, I want to customize it to me. I want, I want us to. I'll be able to buy the same marker, and then, you know, if we were given unlimited budget and could do it instantly, 20 minutes later, we'd have three different, totally different markers. I think one thing that one thing that we're that is kind of um, that we're kind of not talking about that maybe needs to be brought up too is, you know, a lot of people they you know I've, you hear this and you see it on Facebook all the time and you know wh- wherever else you know at the field people are like well what kind of marker should I get, and that, that's a great question because people you know I hear and this is what you get oh you should get an SMG because of this or you should get a Max Tac because of that or you should get you know a freaking Rat Four because of this or you know but they what they're what they're because it's got no mags. <laughs> yeah, or, or, or whatever. Because right? it looks good on your wall. Yeah, exactly. So you know, but what, what they're failing to think about is, okay, first you got to back up. What kind of marker do you want? This is a question that's based on a few things. One is, what style of play do you do you have? You know, are you CQB? Are you distance? Are you a medium shooter? Are you a door kicker? Or you know, what's your position on the field? What do you yeah. do? What do you like to play? You know, that's the first question you got to answer. Your body type is the second type of question you got to answer. Are you a big guy or a small guy? What's going to fit you? 
You know, so those are the things that people really need to think about before they go out and buy a marker and then worry about, you know, the, the upgrades and all that kind of stuff comes after that sort of. But at the same time, if you're smart and you think about what you're going to play, what position you're going to play, what type of paintball you're going to play and, you know, what type of body characteristics you have, what you can manipulate well um, versus something else. Those are the key stepping stones, you know, to finding out what marker is going to work well for you. If you get that marker that you think is going to work well for you because you've already checked up all this stuff, your upgrade list is going to be much smaller. So you may not need to buy, you know, the bigger shroud because you've already done your research. You already know that this gun's going to be better for you because it has, you know, a shorter shroud because you're a CQB guy or you're a distance shooter, you know, that sniper role, you know, quote unquote sniper role. Um, <laughs> Recon role. Yeah, sharpshooter. So, you know, um, you know, you've already done the research on the marker. You know that that marker is going to have the longer shroud. So you've got that, you know, you can put your bipod on there. You've got, you know, all that stuff you can do to it. Um, so your money ahead by doing that, instead of just going out what somebody, your next door neighbor says, Hey, go get this gun. It's a badass gun. You'll really like it. You get the thing and you find out you don't like it. Well, now you're stuck with it. You can either BST it or you can buy a crap load of mods and, you know, do all this stuff to it. And it may or may not suit what you want it to do. So I would say, do your you homework. Because then Guardian's going to get it. That's right. Yeah. Right? And yeah. Then, yeah. And then he'll turn around and sell it to somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shout out one, done. <laughs> Check uh, the list. But no, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, there's... Uh... We'll see. Now, I'm going to jump in right there with both feet. Is... That is one thing I do enjoy about Airsoft. Well, I enjoy many things about Airsoft. Is there's so many mods and aftermarket things out there for a lot of the markers that I have. Uh, I picked up an FAL there the other day and just, 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 let's just put it this way. There's a lot you can do. So you can get that cookie cutter in Airsoft and change it up. Uh, it costs you a lot of money. And I've seen people put uh, just as much money into an airsoft marker as they would a uh, real steel. So it, it, it depends on where your passion is, but it, they adapt it to where they are. And I would like to see that same versatility come to the paintball world. Uh, back, what, 10 years ago, we used to have so many other companies, little companies out there that would make, uh, what, Ops Gear, are they still around? No. Ops Petrol, Gear? yeah. Well, Ops there's Gear. actually like, a, I think it's an offshoot of Ops Gear. Yeah, uh, but we used no, to have... No, Spec Ops, my bad. Spec Ops is going yeah. Obscure still. Spec Ops yeah. is going Obscure still kicking okay. around, but they're not yeah, big into the right. paintball like they used to be. Right. No, it's big. So we used to have like three or four big companies that were producing all these aftermarket mods, and people were going out and buying a marker, okay, and they knew that they had all these options to it, and now we don't have those same options to it, so we're, we're kind of dipping into the, the airsoft and the real steel world, and bring that over. And I, I have a few guys that run with me that will actually build their own parts. Uh, they are really meticulous with their Dremel and CD cases and whatnot, and they will make their own pieces. Uh, and you got the 3D printer guys out there too. Like those things, you know, they're only $5,000 a printer, you know, and whatever. So I'm sure that's going to be more commonplace. No, probably not. Um, but we, we, I want to see that happen again in paintball because I remember back in the, uh, the early, what do we call them, millennials, 2000s? No, that's now. Zeros. No, no, we're, we're in the tens. Oh, we're in the tens, whatever. We're halfway, we're halfway through the tens, apparently. 
Give or um, take, yeah. Yeah, give or take a day. Yeah. yeah. So that's one thing that is really cool uh, in the airsoft world is I've got the ability to upgrade and, and mod all my markers this way, but in the, air, in the paintball world, we don't have it. When we look at the T15, it's a one-for-one one scale, so I can buy real steel products and throw it right onto it. Um, when we look at the uh, 468 and the, like the Rat 4 stuff and the uh, Milsig stuff, it's not quite the same scale, so you kind of got to jerry-rig a little bit from what my experiences with it has been. And when you're talking earlier, Hooligan, about uh, the Army not looking at their stuff and shooting it with a mask, and I'm sure Danny Forge Tack will agree with me, gas masks. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Shooting with a gas mask on is a it sucks. bugger. Yeah. It totally sucks. I'd rather hey, wear Hey, but you know what? Bump. Here's a good thing about that, though. If we ever had to do it again, we'd be really good at it because we shoot right. with paintball masks on all the time, dude. Exactly. We'd <laughs> <laughs> be like, dude, what are you guys doing? You know, how are you guys pre- – dude, paintball, bro. How are you guys you gotta try through this? That brings a good point. If there's one thing missing from my paintball mask, and that is the water bottle uh, adat- attachment. That hose is not on my paintball mask. And I was thinking about uh, that. You're, you're sucking wind then, dude. Yeah, well, because... No hydration for you, sir. Yeah, well, my camelback, it's in there, but it doesn't quite fit. So if somebody's listening out there, (coughs) we're going to go 50 on this design idea because I came up with the inspiration, but we need to come up with a uh, hydration attachment for inside the paintball mask, and it can be 3D printed, where your camelback nozzle just, just stays inside there, and you just have to bite, it's right there, or you can just yell and scream your orders and then go back and go like that. And you know okay. what was really – dude, you could go down to Home Depot and get what's called a P-clamp. I was thinking zap straps. Oh, no, I want, something, I want something functional and nice, not a bunch of zap straps and P-clamps and C-clamps hanging off my face looking like Darth Vader got run over by a heavy metal band. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Million-dollar idea. Somebody P- – P- yeah, permanent message. Private message me and we'll uh, we'll talk this out. Okay. Come on. All of a sudden his phone rings and there's nobody on the other end. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah. Um. Okay. Cool. So, do you think there is still though a market for specialized markers? Uh, maybe just a little more more specialized than something like an SMG. Think of look at like the the Star Twelve. I think if the price points were right, yeah, there there is. I think there is a good market for that because of what we were talking about a few minutes ago with the, you know, with knowing what you want before you go buy it. You know, when you check up and see what kind of game you want to play and what position you want, yeah, I think there is a market. Like the TCR came out and I saw that and I'm like, oh shit, that is like right up my alley, dude. It's small, it's compact, it's you know, it's a, it's a, you know, it's already got a good platform because it's based off the TPX, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's already proven, you know, so it's, I mean, yeah, it's got a couple problems, but they're fixing those, which is good. Um, but as far as they the market, it's, yeah, which, but for the market itself, I mean, it's like a CQB weapon. That thing is badass for that. I mean, it's, I would like it personally to be a little heavier and, you know, than what it is just so you feel like you have something in your hands. But, um, but other than that, I mean, the size is good. It's got good adjustability. It's perfect for CQB, like t- really, really tight stuff. Um, you know, so yeah, they've hit it. They've hit a home run with that with that niche. You know, yeah, it's a great marker. It's phenomenal. You've got 
long reach with it, or like you said, CQB. Yeah. Um, it's just probably the only problem downside of it is the front shroud uh, limits what barrels you can uh, add to it. So that's the only thing. But yeah, it's a great little system. It's got the adjustable cheek uh, plate on it too. Which, which is, is pretty much worthless because of your mask, but... Exactly, <laughs> but at least they put the beginning thoughts into it. Yeah. It's like iron sights. All the magfed markers come with iron sights, and they're the most useless things. Like, as soon as you put on a marker, or put on a mask, you can't see those iron sights anymore. Uh, yeah. I beg, to, I beg to differ. I beg really? to differ on that. I can't. Yeah. Well, I might need you to... I, I have I have my marker set up with, uh, you know, I have, I have a small uh, two-power scope on the, on the top. Okay, I use that when I'm using FSR. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on, I have on 45 degree, uh, mini rails, uh, iron sights on the side. So I can go yeah, long distance. Yeah, but they're 45 degree though. I'm talking yeah, stock. Like, but yeah, I'm yeah. saying, I'm saying for CQB, you know, I flip that thing 45 degrees in close quarters and yeah. I use those sights and they work. Yeah, because you're, you're flipping your mat, your, your, your marker on its side. You're not yeah. having the butt in your shoulder trying to look down and squeeze your mask on. You're actually side. making the motion right now, aren't you? No, <laughs> he is me. I can hear it. I can hear I can the hear change it. in the voice. Yeah. I can. Yeah. Anyway, so you're just, a, what's really character. bad is he's actually got his marker in his hand while he's doing that. He's it not, would not you know. surprise me. It would not surprise me if he's probably got the he's probably got the mask on his head, the vest done up. Dude, and he's standing in a mirror so he can like you know have a target to shoot at. Yep, that's exactly what he's doing. No, I've got Amy dressed up. Valkyrie's standing in front of me right now, and you know we're she's she's my, my target. All right, before that conversation takes a weird turn. Yeah, exactly. Um, you were saying about uh, so what I'm saying <laughs> is that his iron sights are in a 45 degree angle, so he is wrong. He is still modding, so he can use his sights if they were straight on top of the weaver rail. Yeah. All right. All right. I'll, all right. All right. All right. All right. Yeah, I was right. Yeah. Yeah. Who who was right? Yeah. Who yeah, was right? That's right. It's my show. I'm right. Oh, Sulehan hot lips here in a minute. Sulehan hot lips. I like it. Yeah. Hot lips. Does that make you carrot face? Dude, he's so getting a tube. Of, he's so getting a tube of lipstick for Christmas now. <laughs> like that bright red. Yeah. He has no idea what we're talking about. Not a really friggin' fun. clue. Something about lipstick. You know, because as long as it doesn't clash with my beard, I'm okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know who Hula and Hot Lips is. That's the problem, dude. That is so sad. How do you not know who that is, bro? Oh, wait a minute. How old are you again? <laughs> yeah, Laura Swit. Look it up. He's like 14. <laughs> yep. What did we talk about, Carl? <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> dude, dude, have you ever heard of the show Mash? Yes, never watched it though. Oh well, that's why you never. That's why you don't know. Oh, there we go then. Jesus Christ, you YouTube know. that, Mister 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 Google, Mister YouTuber, Mister all this, and doesn't know Mister <laughs> <So> Reddit. <laughs> yeah, Mister Reddit. Reddit. Whatever. Don't hate me. Awesome. Uh, hey, you know what it sounds like? It's time for. Waiting for Dirty it. Hair, apparently. <laughs> dead air. <laughs> it's just not an episode of the Maritime Wilson podcast without some dead air. Exactly. Killed, no, but it, killed it. Like, 
it sounds like you hear that? You hear that? I'm doing the Hulk Hogan thing. Oh wait, no, he's not cool anymore. I'm not doing that. Uh, no, wasn't he busted for like racial slanders? I don't know. What wasn't he busted for? That's true. He was a superstar <laughs> in the 70s and 80s. He's if he hasn't been arrested for every crime, then. So it sounds like hijinks, hooligan, hijinks, hooligan, hijinks, hooligan. <laughs> I guess Nightmare failed in getting the uh, getting the, the the song for you, uh, Mister Hooligan, to intro that whole thing. I guess. Oh no, the guy dropped the ball completely. He totally dropped the ball. Just, That's it. it. He's yeah. fired. Yeah. Yeah, he's out of here. All right, now I'm gonna find my stopwatch. Okay, I'm ready. Are Good. you ready? I had, sorry, I had to find the questions. Okay. I, I may have temporarily lost them. You had to type them up and proofread them. And <laughs> no, no proofreading. No proofreading. No, any spelling mistakes you have to deal with. Right on. But dude, they're written in crayon, dude. How am I supposed to read that? That's uh-huh. crayon. I am uh, ready to go. You're ready to go? Danny, yes. are you ready to go? I guess. Bring <laughs> bring it, sir. Do, do you know how this works? Were you able to figure it out by only listening to me in the left ear? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I could figure that. Yeah, I could hear the questions, but no answers, so I have no idea what the answers were. Awesome. Uh, perfect. perfect. You can't better. copy anybody. No, I can't. No. Okay, so you know how it works. You got sixty seconds to answer the questions. We need more questions, though. People need to send us more more questions. I work right. forty hours a week, so I'm not taking the time to figure out the questions. So we want to count it in. Oh, ready? Oh, somebody getting a beer? No, that was somebody crashing and burning down the hallway. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All and right. in five, four. Three, two, one. Favorite brand of pizza sauce? Marinara. Which way do you put the toilet paper? Over or under? Over. Stranded on Tropic Island, what item do you take? <laughs> a beer. <laughs> Which movie would you rather be in Final Destination or Saw? Uh, Final Destination. If you could have any armor vehicle on the field, what would it be? An AV. Favorite hot sauce? Uh, fire from Taco Bell. Why is the sky blue? Water. Drum mags, do they add or take away from the game? Absolutely add. If you were a tree, what kind of tree would you be? A birch. Favorite type of paint? Uh, TikTok. Vulcan. If you could combine three animals in the world, what would you choose? A beaver, a giraffe, and a walrus. Tear coffee. Coffee. If you could have any superpower, what would it be? Invisibility. Would you rather be a leaf or a root? Five seconds. A root. Apples, oranges, or melons? Melons. In one word, why are leaves green? Time, time, time. Ah. Uh, Time's over, Danny boy. <laughs> yeah, he, he stumped me with that one question. I was like, uh, shit. Tropical <laughs> Island? <laughs> what would you, you take? take tropical Island. Uh, Dude, I had like... Uh, what's in my I hand? Had, what's in my hand? <laughs> I was thinking gun. I was thinking a boat. I was thinking all these different things, and I'm like, hmm. All these actual useful items. Yeah, yeah. Swiss Army knife. And I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to party. If I'm on an island by myself, I might as well have a beer. That's a real short one party. Beer. I'm going to bring this one beer. <laughs> I didn't see how big I'm the beer was, bro. Life, but... That's yeah, true. There you go. Exactly. Oh. It could have been, been a one beer the size of a keg. Oh, Nate, we got to get we got to get Danny one of those big Quebec beers. And then, and then see what's cool about the keg is that then I have a flotation device to get my ass off the island when I'm done drinking it. 
What are you talking about? You're gonna drink that keg and live inside of it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Just walk right in. That's fine. <laughs> so so far, Alabaster Slim is the only one to actually answer them all. Yeah, but you got you, that was the first run, and you gave him like three tries, dude. That's not fair. You didn't have three tries. Well, you had three tries at the start because, like, you guys kept checking it up. <laughs> I don't know what you're yeah, talking about. Yeah, that's true. <coughs> that's, that's, that's not true at all. I have no, no idea who no. you are. I'm lying. Yeah, you made don't up. know what you're talking about. Yep. You don't know what totally made up. Yep, exactly. I have no idea. It's just... Um, well, he's fast anyway. You seen that guy on the field? God dang, that guy's quick. Yeah, he just likes hey. to play right in the middle of the Speaking of him, I was watching uh, some videos the other day, and I and I was watching um, a game that I hadn't seen before. Um, they they it's called Trust or something like that. They have like they they have all these guys on the field, and, and there's like four or five guys, or however many, three to five guys, or something like this, that are all like uh, the bad guys. They're all like terrorists, and the object of those guys is to take everybody else out. But nobody knows who they are. Ooh, that'd be cool. And they all split up and yeah. go all separate directions on the field. And nobody knows except for the terrorists who each other is. Like, the terrorists know who the terrorists are. But nobody else knows who the terrorists are. And they all walk around in the field, and it's like, you see them, they're like, they're, ha- they're actually, like, having debates on the field about, do you trust me? I mean, I'm not going to do, th- no, I'm, I'm good. My gun's down, dude. Honestly, there's not even a mag in it. And they're going on and on and on. And next thing you know, it's just like, fuck it. <laughs> dude, but it looks so much fun. I mean, it, look, it looked awesome. We're going to have to do that. Yes. That sounds awesome. It was so cool. That's I can't remember the name of that game. What do you call it, though? Was it Terrace Town? Uh, maybe it was Terrace Town or something like that. I'm not sure. I don't remember. I was watching it last week. Is that the one that Nightmare it's, was talking about? He was all super happy about playing uh, Trouble in Terrace Town? Yeah, that's it. That, I, think that's, I think that is the name of it. I have to go look it up again or something, but... Yeah, it's like they it's and they've done it a couple of times. They've done it like two or three different times. There's a couple of different videos on there from uh, from Alabaster on there. It was really cool, dude. It looked it looked fun, man, because your nerves got to be wrecked because you're just like, who's the terrorist? You don't know if it's the guy next to you, and that guy may be your best friend. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like one of your teammates yeah, or something, them. and you you know, it's like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then when the game goes on, you know, th- th- when they start shooting, man, it's just pretty much every man for himself. You know, it's like you, that's the only person you can trust is you. You know, so it's kind of. It's pretty cool though. It looked like a fun game. I'd, I'd actually like to try it. It'd be kind of cool. That was really really cool to play. A certain uh, a certain field that Jester owns should do it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, speaking of uh, cool games, uh, I mean this is your standard Magfed game, but it's a cool reason. It's a cool cool cause. Um, there is an event being held in Ontario that I was asked to talk about. Uh, it's uh, it's actually a Ronald McDonald House Charity event. Oh sweet! Yeah, it's the first time I've ever heard of uh, of a paintball game being held for uh, Ronald McDonald House Charity. So uh, this is a quick shout out for them. It doesn't that's that's literally its name. It's just the Ronald McDonald House Charity event uh, out in Pepperla, Ontario. So what's uh, what's the entry on the game? Do you know? Do you have any of those details? Yep, it's fifteen dollar entry. And then it's uh, $30 for a bag of 500 or $120 for a case of $2,000, uh, which is not unheard of in Ontario for paintball. Um, I'm about, I'm about to fall over right now. $120 Canadian? Yeah. I'm hoping. 
So yeah. what's that? What's that American like? Ten cents? <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, Fifteen. It's 15 cents. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, it's – Ontario is kind of funny like that. It's very – depending on the field, it can be anywhere from $60 a case to $120 a case. Wow. um, That's that's quite a bit of – pay for their facility and everything too. Like you're you're not just paying for the paint. It's going towards the experience and everything. Plus this one's a charity event. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Charity uh, event. Who cares how much it costs, right? The paint sales aren't going towards the charity event. Oh, that's kind of bogus. Yeah. According to, uh, yeah, it says we're collecting for everything but sales, uh, paint sales. Um, but this is one of those fields that has full coverage for the rain. Like if the rain falls, you're, you're going to stay dry, or your gear's going to stay dry at least. I should say that. Um, that's cool. Yeah, it's a very well, large yeah, you're, field. You're, you're paying, that's how the field gets its, its money is through its paint. Mm-hmm. And they're raising money for a charity and everything, so. Yeah, they've cool. got everything from. Yeah, you got to respect that. That's awesome. X Ball, Hyper Ball. Uh, they've got uh, their own version of Nuketown. Oh, sweet. Up. So this is like a one day event, or is it a two day? Yeah, what, so what it's a one day event. It's being held on uh, September 5th. It's from 9 to 5. Uh, everyone heads to the field for 10 o'clock, so doors open 9, get there, get set up. And it's. Um, there's It's DEA versus the Los Zetas Cartel. Yeah, they've got some sweet props for it, too. They've been working on it for the last uh, couple months there, getting their props all set up and drug stashes and money and everything. Like, Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They put a lot into it. Yeah, it looks it looks pretty cool. Um, looks like a couple of people from Vice are going to be there. So, uh, so, you know, those are good guys. And, yeah, they got, they, they got cool props. They got uh, badges and whatnot. Two commanders... So it looks like it's going to be a cool time. First strikes will be uh, limited to snipers only, but there will be first strikes because up here in Canada we don't have to worry about about anything like that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so be, uh, Our dollar's not worth as much, but we got first strike rounds. So right, so automatic. It's yeah, awesome. There's um, <laughs> so uh, there'll be between two and three snipers on a team, so you're not going to just get lit up with first strikes. Hopefully, uh, there'll be heavy gunners, engineers, medics. Uh, they'll be limited on the team as well, so you're not just going to have like a whole team of medics running around. Uh, and at the end of the day, they're going to be drawing... Uh, there's a 50-50 draw. There's a separate draw for uh, a Milsig M17 SMG. Nice. Ooh, yeah. I nice. So that's an actual cash draw, or uh, a paid draw. So you're not just entered by going to the field. You have to pay. It doesn't say how much it is. Uh, but it looks like the money from the raffle and the money from the, the Milsic M17 and the money from entry is all going towards uh, Ronald McDonald House. So they're trying to get as much towards Ronald McDonald House to this event as possible. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. That is cool. That yeah. is very cool. And uh, they've got some pretty awesome people uh, helping out with the event, sponsoring the event. Armagillo's there, Original SWAT, Milsim Exclusive, Widowmaker Industries, uh are you guys going to this game or, or not? I wish. It's like a 12-hour drive. Dude, and you, can hang, you can hang that. What the, what the hell? Well, I'm already doing another 12-hour drive a month after this event, so. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to PRZ. Yeah. PRZ. 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 Top. Can't wait. It's going to be awesome. So, yeah, uh, Ronald McDonald House Charity, if you're in the area, if you're in Ontario, uh, head over to Georgina Paintball in uh, Pefferla, Ontario. It's a good time. It's a charity event. 
you know, you can go paintball because paintball is awesome and charity. You get to feel good doing it. You get to shoot people legally and com- contribute to charity. Come right. On. Run by you get just to feel like good twice. Yeah. Run by, snap them in the ass, and be like, "Ha! It's for charity." And <laughs> run <laughs> off into the woods. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I'm gonna do that next time <laughs> on the charity <laughs> event. Just run around shooting them. It's for charity. <laughs> 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 now, you're going to your local field next week, aren't you there, Hooligan? I am. I'm heading over to uh, a place called uh, JBC Paintball, uh, also known as, uh, some people know it as the Foxhole Field, but uh, it's JBC Paintball. It's going to be a good time. It's just a regular walk-on game, but I'm finally going. I've been living here for a year, and I've yet to go to this field. Just like me, dude. i got a field 15 minutes from my house, dude. And I've yet to play there. Yeah, I, with the way my work schedule goes for the past year, every weekend I've had off has already been booked by either the Maritime MegFed League or an event. So finally I have a Sunday off that I'm not doing anything. I don't need to be anywhere. I could travel to you know, St. John or Fredericton to Longreach Paintball or Jester's Paintball, but I figured, nope, I'm going to stay home. I'm going to go check this place out because uh, there's uh, one guy at the field that has been. Hey, nothing like supporting your buddy on the show, man. Just threw Nathan to the gutter. He's like, nope, I'm staying home. Well, no, no see, that's the thing, him. though, is, is a, a good friend of ours there, Alex Adams, has been desperately trying to get Hooligan out to the field. And uh, he did up a beautiful, like really cool fan art of my logo for me there what, last week. Oh, and I saw that. Like, the, the pencil yeah. drawing, the gesture? Yeah. yeah. It was badass. Yeah, and that was done by Alex Adams, and he's putting together um, a walk-on next weekend, and then I think there's something in September. They've got a, a what they're calling a mini-scenario game uh, being yeah. held on the 6th, which it sucks because I won't... Uh... Oh, I will be here for that. No, I have to yeah. work that day. So. Yeah, you work in the whole... Well, anyways, we weren't going to publish that on the air, but... You know, we're Alex Adams there. Uh, we're trying to get Hooligan out to to meet this guy and you know get Hooligan some friends in his neighborhood kind of thing. <laughs> I don't need friends, right? There you go. Maybe he'll stop sending me messages on Facebook every twenty minutes, but because <laughs> <laughs> the only person who else does that is is Forge. So maybe if we get you to your local field, <laughs> go to the back. Somehow I knew that was going to come out. You know, it's just like, <laughs> I knew that was coming. But no, a big a big shout out to Alex Adams for uh, for one that kick ass drawing, yeah, and for yeah, the drawing was cool. in, in the northern province, northern area of this province because that's not an easy thing to do, and uh, you know, props to him. Yeah, this is actually a really hard part of the province to uh, to grow the sport because for one, paintball is an expensive sport because uh, it's not like one of those sports where you just buy your gear and then you can go play out in the field somewhere. You know, this has got a consumable uh, commodity in it. And northern New Brunswick is not well known for its booming job market. So, at least... No, good on him. Yeah, at least somebody's still trying. Nobody, they haven't given up. That's awesome. Very cool. Yeah, so get your butt out there and support his ass, man. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. I get some selfies with him. And they're going to hate me, but not them. Uh, Guardian and, and Nightmare might hate me but they can go stuff it but i'm i'm taking out the invert mini 
Ooh. And it's going to cost me a small fortune at this field, but I haven't. Dude, have you seen that? That, that thing is beautiful, man. You sent me a picture of that. that. Oh, I've, my God. I know. That thing I, was gorgeous. He showed up in my field and didn't even use it. And I was like, really? I was <laughs> like, no, let me use this instead. I'm like, ah. Oh. Because I was using my Frankenstein BT with my rotor hop, <laughs> my die rotor <laughs> on the top there. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so yeah. I'm like, Come on, I got an e-trigger, a die hopper, let's do this. And he's like, no. So like, I'm going to take know, my... I was trying to goad him into buying more paint, but I think that was his problem. <laughs> I'm going to take my 468 out, try out the new Helix mags, and... Uh, okay. And then, nice. Yeah, so next week I'll have a... Uh, not really a review, well, but I'll explain my experiences. Uh, no, you'll have a review. Well, you also said that you'd let Alex use your 468 in Helix Mags just so he could try it, since he was so nice to let you, or to invite you out to play. Oh, yeah? I don't remember that, yeah. but it must be true, because that <laughs> I, sounds I, exactly like something I'd I, say. Yeah, it's totally something you said to me. Yeah. Well, maybe I will. You can't okay. break it, so who cares? <laughs> um, accepted. So next week I will have... Uh, a review. I know Nightmare's already done a review. He's already done a video review and all that nonsense. But no, yeah. he did an unboxing. He didn't do a review. He just did an unbox. So I will okay, have. Uh... Guys, I have a question though. A serious question. What's that? This unboxing stuff. It's ridiculous. Okay. Okay. Because <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> really like, dude, I just wasted like eight minutes watching a freaking some guy take a magazine out of a freaking cardboard box. Dude, I'm gonna do that eight minute video on myself when I. Bring it in yeah, the house from out on the porch and you know open the damn thing. I don't, why do I, I need to see time my own kids open their Christmas presents? Why am I going to watch somebody else open something <laughs> else? Exactly. Don't get me wrong. I love my kids and I'm trying to be patient. Like it's so cool. I know what's inside there. It's going to be so awesome when you see it. But why am I going to watch a video of? Okay, I can't have that yet. Okay, yeah, it's a box. It's open. Don't get me wrong. His seminar skills are awesome. He can His make what? a video. It's really <laughs> <laughs> His slurred speech skills? I said Kronos. His Kronos skills. Uh, but it's not your thing. Yeah, unboxing, like, I don't get it. Okay. If you If people are into it, I'm not knocking it by no means. I'm people seem, yeah. I, I, I don't get I it either. Maybe box. it's because I work retail that I'm always opening boxes of stuff, you know, like the brand new gadget or thing shows up in the store, and I'm like, hey, this is cool. I just tear the packaging apart, and I'm like, oh, there it is. Yeah, I'm bored now. Put it back in the box. Put it in the cabinet. Like, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I can't buy it, so why do I care? But yeah. people seem to eat it up. People like it. I don't know. So Hey, if you like it, you do. If you don't, I, I'd rather see it in action than yep. just coming out of the box. There you go. I'd rather hear. I'd rather hear it was crap or it was great. And this is why. Oh, and by the way, this is what you get when you pull it out of the box. You get this, 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 and this. Yeah, I don't need that part. I don't need to see the guy open the box. And I can tell you when you get the box. You get the box, and then you get a buttload of friggin' paper. (laughs) No, no. See, I remember my first GPS back in the day. uh, It was like '99 or whatever. And I opened it up, took out, took it out of the top of the box, got my GPS. It was the old Garmin. I was all happy. Woo! And a couple of my buddies, they bought some too. We go to the field the next day. And I've got mine in my hand, and I'm like, yeah, I look at my Garmin, and they're like, yeah, and they pull theirs out, and it's hanging off their lanyard, and they're like, yeah, mine's cool, too. And I'm like, oh, where'd you guys get the lanyard? And they're like, it was at the bottom of the box. (laughs) 
So oh, that's like, funny. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, I got one, too. But I threw away the damn box. So that part, knowing what's in the box, I like. Hey, but that's when you should have been, but Nate, that's when you should have been whipping out your 550 cord and making your own and go, look at this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, anytime I've ever taken, like, I got, uh, I got burned by it like that once, uh, as well. But, uh, wasn't with a GPS or a lanyard. I don't know what I, I think it was just like a charging cord or something. But now anytime I get something, it's, and I open up the box, I just dump it. There's none of this, like, carefully unpacking it's just like nope open flip 180 and just shake <laughs> I, I rip it all apart and i flatten it all out like i'm getting ready to recycle it dude i'm like one of nate's kids at christmas time just shredding the box opening the thing yeah <laughs> i don't even i can't wait i'm like because i know what's in the box generally and i'm like what this i'm getting it out i don't care what that's the one thing that really kind of irks me though is how they package some stuff they put that damn Thick plastic wrap around there, and they weld all the way around. The freaking whatever it is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you need a goddamn jackhammer to get that thing open, dude. And you're like, or you right. got to play operation with it with a little scalpel, and you're like, we're going around all the seams to try to cut it all out. Yeah, and you break like three blades trying to do it. You know, yeah. So you, yeah, yeah. Like it's, it's like John, just like John Rotilli welded it all shut for you. <laughs> right? yeah. Those damn welds. Just some TIG welding on there. <laughs> oh, he he posted a picture of a weld the other day. It was just beautiful, and he's like. Yeah, yeah, but the engineer said it's wrong. I was yeah. like, oh. Yeah, but did you? Uh, I was I was talking about it, and I guess he had welded it. Uh, what we saw, but he also welded on the other side to double the strength on it. Oh shit! So when they said grind it off, he's just like, yeah, okay, and basically had to cut it off. Yeah. The way he had welded it. That's but crazy. on the plus side, he makes a yeah. hell of a weld. Oh, dude, yeah. No, the guy's a phenomenal <laughs> welder. I mean, right. Holy so smokes. So is that the tip of the week, is be a phenomenal welder? Yes, be a phenomenal welder, uh, yes. or be yep. an engineer, and then tell the welders to grind up their phenomenal welds. <laughs> and then and then, and then find out that the welder got pissed off because you screwed up as an engineer, and he welded your car completely shut. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yep. Um, that would suck. So yeah. tip of the week, we are going to bring that back. Not this week, next week. Next week? Yeah. So that's the tip of the week is tune in next week for the tip of the week. <laughs> Maybe that'll just be the tip of the week every week. It'll be like that sign in the bar that just says free beer tomorrow. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> um, but we need to know, you know, what kind of, what kind of tips, what topics, because... I think we kind of ran out. Here's a question for you guys. Because, uh, Ford, you play down in Texas. Well, not yet, anyways. But um, and you actually, play I'm gonna, actually, I'm going to go play next weekend, I think. Okay. So next weekend, are, are you going to bring spare socks with you? Uh, yes. Okay. And are you going to change them around noon or just in case your feet get wet? Um, I usually change them. Well, it depends on the game. If it's... Uh, I mean, I, I generally bring, <laughs> like, I went to Oklahoma D-Day this this uh, this past June, or was it July? I don't remember, June or July, whatever it was. Um, I brought double the amount of socks that I would bring, like, if I was just going on a day trip. You know what I mean? I, I bring, like, for one day, usually most people wear one pair of socks. I, I bring three. Three per yep. day. And usually I'll change them, you know, like, in the, the mid-morning and then, you know, mid-afternoon. So that way my feet are always dry. Always because dry. Happy feet? 
It's a happy shooter. Yes. That's your tip of the week. Fresh socks, no matter fresh what. Fresh socks. Again, do you bring fresh socks with you? Do I? Yeah. Yes. Because Cause nobody wants to ride in the car back like with his freaking smelly-ass feet, dude. <laughs> no, uh, it's... Oh, well, see, the thing is, is, everybody tells you have clean underwear on. No matter what happens to you, you get hit by a car, you're going to shit yourself. <laughs> but well, you, know. you go to the hospital with stinky socks, they're going to remember that. It's like, oh, my God, yeah, he's got shit all over him, but his those, feet those don't feet. stink. Yeah, like, ugh. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. I'm uh, really, so you think about it. It's true, but uh, no, I definitely I, I bring second pair because even if my feet aren't like going through puddles, which half of the time I end up in a puddle in a paintball field, it doesn't matter how dry it's been out, I, I will find mud. Um, <laughs> hey, Hooligan, did you happen to see the the little video that got posted today of uh, uh, the cheesy put up? Well, it depends. On which oh, you mean the one with uh, with Jester in it? Yeah, when he gets shot from behind by, like, a six-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> and in my defense, he's nine, okay? He's nine years old. His name is Nate. And I was told by the ref that I had just won, and there was nobody else left, and he snuck out of his spot. Dude, freaking <laughs> Nate, the, the master of it all, gets canned because he doesn't watch his six, dude. That was, was freaking, was that was flipping, that was classic. You have to see that. Okay, I gotta watch it. I didn't. He, I haven't watched it yet. Dude, he turns around so fast. I, I swear to God, I didn't know the guy could move that fast. <laughs> um, <laughs> he did like a 180, like like right now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, so we uh, pretty much have to end it here. We're going into uh, going into overtime. No no zone. The what? The, the no go zone. The no go zone. Exactly. So. Um, all right, peace everybody. Nate Jester Tack on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. See, there we go. Danny, uh, what do you want? Man? What do you want to? Uh, it's Danny Sells uh, at Facebook, I guess, and um, that's it for for now. Cool. Uh, just a reminder, everyone, it's still a ways away, so you have plenty of time to plan, and absolutely no excuses for not being there. Uh, October third, Operation Fulcrum, being uh, hosted by. Uh, being hosted or planned, hosted by Tier 1 Scenarios uh, at PRZ Paintball in Picton, Ontario. It's a MagFed only, sorry, MagFed and limited paint event. So uh, bring the TAC caps. No. You know, it's yep. all good. You can camp overnight. So uh, just the fires have to be off the ground. That's their, that's their only rule. They're just like, you can camp, but don't burn the place down. Nice. <laughs> and then, and- actually, I do have a game to promote, actually. Well, you got to wait your turn. And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I thought you were done. So no, not yet. My bad. Uh, the most important part, though, is uh, me and Jester are going to be there. Woohoo! Right? Nice. It's going to be a good time. Tripping, hooligan, road tripping, Jester. <laughs> One of us probably isn't coming back. Woohoo! Bring my own car. If you keep singing, you're probably not coming back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's going to be a wicked time. Uh, anyone who doesn't know what Pierre's paintball is, uh, or Pierre Z paintball, um, look it up because it's. I can try and describe it. It's basically it's a it's an old uh, abandoned military hospital, but there's they've like knocked out holes in the walls. It's multiple levels. You got windows you can shoot from, hallways. It's indoor. It's outdoor. 
How far is that from where you're at? 12 hours. 12 hours. 12 hours of moose-filled Canadian highway. Nice. Yeah. Moose nuts all the way. <laughs> yeah. Just out, just out of curiosity, you ever tried to shoot? Never mind. I'm not even going to go there. Never mind. <laughs> we might. We could try that. That'd be interesting. Oh, I've got a couple games to promote. We've got the MML finale on the 30th of August coming up in PEI. Yes. And there's going to be something really cool happening at the end of that day, too. So you want to be there. And then I hear October 17th, something's supposed to be going down, both paintball and airsoft, at a local field in the Fredericton area, or Mukdo area, known as Jester's Tackle Sports Center. Nice. It'll be a massive event. Massive, massive. Interesting. I don't even know what's going on, so that's how you know it's going to be cool. (laughs) It's so top secret, not even I know what it is. Dun, dun, dun. And Uh, Danny. So, yeah, Danny. Uh, We've got two games coming up that are going to be pretty badass. Uh, We've got Decay of Nations going on in uh, Southern California at uh, uh, SC Village in Chino, and that's going to be uh, middle of September. So you can go on uh, SC Village uh, website and check out the dates. Or you can find it on Facebook, uh, Decay of Nations at Facebook. And here in Texas in uh, mid-September, we have Paint Wars, which is a Viper game. And that's going to be a two-day event. Uh, by the way, Decay of Nations is also a two-day, two-day, two-day event, scenario paintball game. Um, but anyway, the uh, Paint Wars one here in Texas is at, I believe it's at, uh, uh, shit, I don't want to speak out of turn. I think it's PR, or... CP or P. Damn, I can't. I can't. I can't remember the name of the park. Anyways, it's a Viper game, but you can go to uh, Paint Wars on Facebook and check it out there, or you can uh, look it up on Viper's uh, Viper stuff, and you can find it there too. But if uh, they get over a thousand players, I believe Viper's getting his head shaved, so that should be fun to watch. Hey, there you um, go. Yeah, and I think there's uh, some northern guy that may be making an appearance. To that I heard a rumor. Is, it, is that true? A northern guy. Yeah, so we have a couple like, of northern guys. The northern side of like Canada or something like that. The northern side of Canada. <laughs> well, the it's like eastern a, a, side of Canada. Yeah, the eastern side of Canada. Well, it's, everything is north from where I live, dude. Jesus Christ, I it's live clear down the bottom of Texas, dude. Everything. Yeah, is the, north the from plan is that we're gonna send a send a little presence down there, and hopefully he can still away on a plane and make it down there and do some playing with you guys. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping. Passports in the works and everything. Nice. Are you getting a passport? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right, fine. Um, (laughs) You have to work. Yeah, I do. Unfortunately, my job does not give me many weekends. Um, Okay, so we're going to end there. One last little tidbit. If you were listening to last week's podcast, this is number 37. Um, Listening to number 36, you may have noticed that um, somebody goofed. And all the audio was uh, divided. So there was like, you know, a bunch of people on the right side and then one person on the left or vice versa. Um, That's been fixed. So if you want to go back and re-listen to it and it not suck, uh, please don't judge us (laughs) on on number 36. Uh, It's been fixed. So um, I think that's it. Guys, you got anything? Nope. That's all I got. No, I'm good. 
Fantastic. Thanks for having us out. Yeah, thanks for having me on the show, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for coming on and filling in the spots. No worries. Uh, time. Yeah, it was a good time, man. And uh, Jester, as always, thanks for coming on and helping. Oh, yeah. I've got you back. Even Boy. though I can't watch my own six. <laughs> too busy <laughs> watching mine. <laughs> All right, cool, man. So, uh, everyone, thank you for listening. If you found us randomly, you can find us on Facebook, just facebook.com slash Maritime Wilson Podcast. We're also just on our own website with MaritimeMilson.com. And until next week, everyone, cheers. Cheers.